everyone. This is my intro voice. <laughs> Welcome to the Zubod podcast. Ooh. This is where you clap, guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> Already off to a great start. Yes. <laughs> great yeah. start. Alright. I I am Tops. Hi. I'm joined by my co-hosts, San. Hey guys. And Leaf. Hello. Our resident Rhode Islander. Oh yes. Yes. So with this being the, the pilot episode and all, I, I said this before we started that I would like, or we would like, rather, to start this uh, episode with us just kind of explaining who we are, and I don't know. Yeah, that, we'll yeah, that sounds start. like a good afternoon to go. <laughs> Do you want to start, Sean? Um, if no one else is willing to start, then... Yes. Alright. Uh, for those who don't know, my name is Stoppable Son. I, um... Don't really have a YouTube channel. Well, I do have a YouTube channel, but I'm gonna upload my first video any day now. Ooh. Uh, but I, I've been pretty active in the Planet Zoo community ever since the Arctic Pack dropped. Uh, I, um, I've found my niche in terms of specifically doing uh, foliage, uh, foliage work, and uh, exhibit design. And yeah. uh, I got into Planet Zoo mainly because of. Um, well, I was a part of the Zoo Tycoon community for many, many years, and I saw um, there was a good buddy of mine who first got me into it, or who first tried to get me into it. I wasn't really that in- interested, and then I saw videos from channels like Ruble Trillions and Muta, and just seeing them and seeing the customizability that was present in Zoo Tycoon 2 made me realize that this was uh, worth a buy, and I checked it out, and I've been in the community ever since. I also have a background in terms of um, I'm a docent at my local zoo, and I um, study exhibit design. I want you to say, I'm a docent, which means so basically what that is, it's just like an exhibit interpreter or a guide that like educates people about different animals. So I, I see. I didn't even know that. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool though. Oh, it is like, definitely. Um, I, I guess. Think, um, I think the high point of my um, docenting career was when I would present like different animal skulls and such. Like these were obviously replicas and whatnot, but yes, I would present a Siberian tiger skull, a black bear skull, a serval skull, a red panda. Uh, what else? A llama and capybara. That's really and cool. I would talk about the differences between carnivores, omnivores, and herbivores, and just seeing people's faces light up, especially, like, kids' faces lighting up, it, it's really something. I, I believe it. I really do. Uh, skulls and stuff is really interesting to me. Oh, yeah. I'd want to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous now. Did you guys know that I have a skull? Yeah, I also have one. Yeah. I can't really yeah, see so it crazy. I. It's, like, in my head. I know, right? <laughs> okay. I guess I'll go, I'll go next. Again, hi, I'm, I'm Crocs. I'm the only uh, European here. I'm the only non-American person. <laughs> now you bull- now you bully me. So sorry to hear that. Haha, funny. Is there anything uh, we can uh, do? Haha, you uh, European no. monkey something. I, I, don't, I don't know. My brain is fried. Yes. Um, I, like San just said, study zoo design as a hobby. And, uh, I... I 
I aspire to one day be a zookeeper. That's also what I'm doing right now. I'm just doing like my general studies, and then after that, that's what I aspire to do. Be able to be a zookeeper. I also currently do work at a zoo where I do keeper-ish work, but uh, to a lesser extent, I suppose. Yeah, I'm quite jealous. I wish I got oh, yeah. to deal I've with looked, animals. I've heard that before. Well, I um, I, I actually like got to deal with animals myself at my uh, at the at the high school that I went to. Like um, our animal science teacher, she had a literal zoo of animals. Like it was um it was your standard like dogs, cats, uh, bearded dragons. Uh, what else? Um, I think it was um, box turtles. Yeah, box turtles. I think we had a couple sliders. We had chinchillas, dagoos, uh, guinea pigs. All at school. All at school, yeah. Uh, we also That's had a cockatiel cool. named Wiki. That's based. And uh, those were the inside animals. Um, we even had sugar gliders. <sighs> and outside, um, outside were like goats, chickens, pigs, a All sheep. All at school. Uh, we got turkeys very recently, as far last I checked. And uh, my teacher was even planning on getting stuff like emus and alpacas. That's cool. I'm very jealous. <laughs> I want those all. Oh, yeah. you have them. Leaf's Animal Farm could very well become a reality. That is true. We hope so. We can only hope. Yes. So I guess You're... I could go at this point. Yay. Yeah. I, I mean, nice no one segue. else wants to go again, right? Well, yeah. my name is Leaf. Uh, Leaf, comma, productions, I suppose. So I am a Planet Zoo content creator, Planet Zoo community member, Planet Zoo modder, Planet Zoo builder, yada, yada, yada. Um, so I've basically found myself within the Planet Zoo community since the South America pack, I want to say. Uh, I was a little bit of a late bloomer when it came to that stuff. Only started making Weren't my... we all? Yeah, so true. Um, I only started making <laughs> my own content around... Hmm. I think it was around Southeast Asia, like, right before Southeast Asia. <laughs> yeah, so around, like, sorry. March or so, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, I thought Leaf was a child. Oh, I am. If I'm, like, four <laughs> years old. Uh, we're, we're, all, we're all kids at heart at some point or another. That's true. So true. I don't know why I thought you were a child. It's just... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So I think it was, initial... I think it was because like initially when you hopped on um, to, the, I also... um, to the server you were you were a bit of a lurker and you were mute so we assumed oh you're a child. Well, yeah, that's not how I be. first. That's not how I first met Leaf. How do you first meet me? I guess that's the next thing we can discuss. I suppose. Yeah, anyways, so. um, pl please continue. Please continue. Oh yeah. Well. Oh yeah. I not really much other than that. Um, I'm not really trying to go into zoos as a full-on career but you know it's a decent hobby so i've kind of found yeah. myself in that over the past 20 years you sure about that last one yeah i'm sure all right sad i guess <laughs> all right so how did we all meet jeez um well we met on just uh, different channels throughout um throughout Discord and such. Like, obviously, um, yes. Proxy, you and I made first interacting on Pronation. Leaf, of course, we That's met on the right. Lion Rider server. And yes. we so, all kind of convened, coalesced, and... I yeah. the first of us three here I would have met would have been me and Leaf, which would have been way before I even started talking to him. That was when I thought he was a little child. Um, yeah. It would have been Drew's server. That's right, Zoot and Tower. 
Zoom oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about Zoom Tower. Yeah, that was a fun that little project. Really... We were on that with. I Light remember. I, I remember seeing screenshots from. Uh, sorry if I interrupted. Um, I remember seeing screenshots from uh, White Anthrax Workshop of just like the Thorn Tree Terrace, and it was just mm. gorge. We should probably Absolutely mention gorge. for for those listening that don't know what we're talking about. It's uh, we want to describe what Planet Zoo is, I guess. It's a Oh yeah, right. Uh, we've been talking Basically, all this time about Planet Zoo. <laughs> yes, I just now realized that. Uh, it's essentially a spiritual uh, successor. Successor, that's the word. Thanks to Zoo Tycoon, which is a, a, a like a series, I guess, of uh, zoo simu- simulation games that lets you basically mm-hmm. build your own zoo and such. Yeah. So that's just quickly what that is. Then. How did me and Leif meet Lucy? That would have been, as he said, on uh, Nick's server or uh, Nicholas Lion Rider. He has a YouTube channel, but he's taking a break right now, so you <laughs> you won't find new content. He's also just slow at uploading, so you know. Yeah. On that. Um. Yeah. We basically. I don't know how. How did you meet Nick? Actually, son. I actually first hop on, hopped onto the Discord server uh, qu- quite a ways ago, honestly. Like, I was I was first interested in the Planet Zoo server, or, or no, not the Planet Zoo. Uh, he did a Planet Zoo series based on his uh, local zoo, which was the Robert Williams Park Zoo, which I was actually pretty familiar with, even though, like, I live in a completely different state. And the reason I'm familiar with it is because it was featured on a show that I used to watch all the time called Fetch with Ruff Ruffman. And I've for those who don't know what Fetch with Ruff Ruffman was... It's uh, it's basically a sort of reality TV slash game show where like kids would do um like different uh, different like science experiments and such. Or it was basically science, very science heavy show, uh, partially because it was funded by the National Science Foundation. Um, the lead the lead character was an animated dog by the name of Fetcher, uh, not Fetcher, uh, Ruff Ruffman. He was played by a guy named Jim Conroy. You may actually hear his voice a lot more frequently on the on the HBO Max series called Jellystone, in which he voices Huckleberry Hound and other characters. Uh, but yeah, I'm going way off tangent there. Anyways, they did a segment at the Roger Williams Spark Zoo where the three kids that were there um, ended up making enrichment for a lot of the animals. Um, or, or they learned about animal diets, and they stopped at different areas in the zoo, like Tropical America with the White Bisakis, Australasia, now World of Adaptations. I with think he did show us crew. some of that. Uh, and they and at at the end of the episode, they ended up doing um, several types of enrichment for their moon bears, George and Gracie, which you still have, right, Leaf? We do. They're still kicking. They don't do much. Yay. They just lounge around. But <laughs> kicking, they're lying down. Oh, they lie down. I remember Nick Fast. went to Roger Williams the other day, and George got up for the first time in a while, <gasps> went down to the no. water, took a dump in the water, then walked right away. <laughs> the life. Oh yes. I, I'm, I'm I'm curious. How could you tell um, the difference between George and Gracie? No. Uh, not sure. I just took his word for that. Okay. Yeah. It, I suppose it makes sense. Um, I mean, um, with I guess I should jump in here. Oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, you can tell the voice. I think I don't know about just me. You can tell the gender of a well, especially Connor Williams by the like width of their skull. Okay. So males will typically have slightly wider facial structures uh, than females, and then 
that being said, there's also quite sexual dimorphism in some species, not necessarily the bear. Oh, yeah. Uh, some other species, yeah. Yeah, obviously you're not going to be able to tell the difference when all you see is a lump of fur. No. But, uh... uh, yeah. uh, uh Roger Williams Parker has, I think, at least fill in here, you are aware that George, which is a male bear, has his specific spot in the enclosure? Yeah, he just sits on the same rock every single day, every single time so I go there. Way, that's a way to tell who's who. Oh, yes, that's for oh, sure. Yeah. He's sitting in the spot. Yeah, uh, okay. but g going back to what I was saying, um, I was familiar with Roger Williams because of that, and just in general, I was fascinated by the way that they named certain zones. Like, obviously, North... North America is very a very drab name, but then they had zones named uh, called uh, Fabric of Africa, Tropical America, Australasia, the Marco Polo Trail, which the Marco Polo Trail is actually very very intriguing. We all name. Love that. It's a very intriguing zone. Like instead of being a typical Asian zone with like ruins and stuff like that, it starts off in a Venetian plaza. You start off in Venice, and you literally follow in the footsteps of whatever animals that Marco Polo might have actually encountered on his travels. And uh, reading about those, actually, uh, reading about those online, you'll find that he actually may have encountered stuff like Indian rhinos, gharials, in addition to the stuff that the stuff that was on the Marco Polo Trail. So yeah, long story short, I, um, I knew Roger Will I had, uh, I had prior knowledge about Roger Williams, I decided to hop, hop on a Nick server because, um, well, uh, he was doing a fantastic job, and I just wanted to see what was up with the server. And what was up with the server? It was it was a buzz. It, yeah, it was good then, shit, honestly. It yeah, was good shit. I joined, and then a little bit later, you joined, and now we're here. Indeed, yeah. we are. Look at us yeah, go. Having fun. Yeah, go. we're here. We're on the same astral plane of existence. <laughs> <laughs> so the next next uh, topic I have on my little notepad here, I'm like uh -huh. an old person, uh, <laughs> is what zoos have we been to? Because I know you've talked a lot about uh, uh, Roger Williams' son, but you haven't actually been there, have you? Yeah, I haven't actually been there. Like, most of my exposure was mostly through um, ZooChat, actually. Like, ZooChat actually has a very, very comprehensive series of images highlighting the zoo and such. Mm -hmm. yeah, but the zoos, the zoos that I've had that I have been to off the top of my head, let's see here. I've been to uh, North Carolina, of course. I've been to um, how many are you up to right now? I I haven't really kept count in all honesty. I've been to North Carolina, of course. I've been to Disney's Animal Kingdom. I've been to uh, Philadelphia. I've been to Brandywine many times. I've been to um, let's see here. I've been to Bronx. I've been to Central Park. I've been to San Diego Zoo, San Diego Zoo Safari Park. I might have gone to Oakland if I was really when I was really little. I don't re I don't recall that. Oh, if we're counting aquariums in the like... list, I've been to Monterey Bay and I've been to the Camden Aquarium. I forgot the to keep Aquarium. count. But is that like how many is that? Like yeah? no. Okay, I go. You you count them up. Oh, uh, let's hear. Uh, North Carolina. That's do you one. not do you not have them listed in your life list? Uh, no, not really. I, I don't oh. really keep track, in all honesty. I guess we should talk about that, too. Oh, I've, I've also uh, been to um, Santa Barbara as well. Santa Barbara. Oh, that's a, that's a neat little place. I like oh, it is a neat little place. It's by the Oceanside, and it's got it's got a pretty quirky collection. They used to have two Asian elephants named, uh, named Sajama. Oh, they used to have Lomac. elephants? 
Yeah, they used to have elephants, and then they died, and they're replacing them with, get ready for this, get ready for this, get ready Rhino. for this. Kangaroo so, wing, bada, 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 it's a kangaroo walkabout. Yes. I love those. That's so unique. I am amazed. You walk it, I know, you walk right? In with the kangaroos. Though, though, to be fair, they are actually God. making it a little unique by highlighting Australian birds, and the fact that they're working with Taronga Zoo, which is like an absolute juggernaut when it comes to exhibit design. Yes. Yeah, I, I think we're actually going to see something a little unique this time around. Right. Honestly, we need and the more, fact that they are. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. We need more cassowary walkabouts. I just want to throw that out there. I know, right? Like they're so they're they're such amazing creatures. Like and it's not you like you're a, it's a not person. like you're going to be like impaled and your organs are going to be all over the place. Yeah, Leaf. Do you have a like list made? You see, I started one a while ago. And since I started it, I've been to at least five more zoos that I've never been to before. So I do have one. It's not up to date, but I've been to around like, I want to say 10 to 12 zoos this year alone. Y'all are weird. Oh my. Oh, sorry I don't live in Europe where you have one every acre. <laughs> yeah, sorry I don't live near Pirate Daiza or Algolf or Copenhagen. I've never been to Pirate Daiza. Well, still, the, for the remaining two zoos, my point still stands. Yes. So, our life list for where I went to spend the most people, I guess. Uh, it's basically just a list of all the animals you've seen. And for some people, I guess, also the zoos you've been to. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Which, for me, I can actually pull it up now. It should be... Oh, I forgot to mention National as one of the zoos that I went to. Um, I actually went to National this year, and I just had a blast running around the entire place. Yeah, you got into the uh, tropical Amazonia, right? Yeah, Amazonia, which uh, Nick uh, Nick mentioned that he wasn't able to get in because of COVID, and then I saw the attendant there. I thought he was going to usher me away, and then I just waltzed right in, saw a group of people, and geeked out. Yeah. Okay, so I have 17 zoos. That's zoos and aquariums. Yeah, but those are weak numbers compared to some of the, the keepers that I work with at work. Uh, one of them in particular is—he also has a list of all of them. He's 130-ish places right now. 130, holy smokes! Which is a lot. Yes, that's a lot. I'm impressed. I'm jealous. Yes, so was I. Jeez. All right. Uh, Leaf. Yeah, how many zoos have you been to, Leaf? Like I said, I don't really keep count, but 10 this year, throw another 10 on there for everything I've been to in the past. Uh, I'd say probably around 25, but I don't know. Ben oh, go- you have been to more than me. Yeah, I've been going to a lot more recently, so we'll see where that oh, leads. Yeah. yeah, sure. Alright, I guess we'll just keep going down the list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got to keep to a, some sort of structural integrity. That's that's true. Okay, so the next point is a little bit more away from us, I guess. Which is, the next point is species phase in, phase out, in I guess AZA in particular. Ooh, now that is uh, that is a very very dicey topic for a lot of people because yeah, we like, can piss off a lot of people on this one. Yeah, because honestly, like my my stance on like phase ins and phase outs. There's some that like genuinely make sense, and um, because like maybe a, a population of a species isn't doing so hot, or maybe there isn't that much of a conservation need. It's not but then even you that. have stuff sometimes like it's oh, just, go ahead, like, sorry. It's just stupid stuff sometimes. Yeah, I can't think of a good example, 
I'm sure you can, Sean. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna no get sense. to the point of something like, okay, so phasing out Hanuman Lugwars because they're pretty common. Yeah, I guess that makes sense, but you're losing a cool species, but at the same time, yeah, it does make sense. Phasing out Duke Lugwars, yeah, they don't do so hot in captivity, but then, look, you you got a, this random zoo in the Czech Republic that's keeping them just fine, and it's actually giving birth. And um, you've got um, you've got a zoo in France. I I can't remember the name off the top of my head. That it that just got them actually. Is so it, it's that, not the. It is making uh, a bit of a comeback. It's not Chardin de Plante, is it? No. It's not Jean de Plante. Um, I think it is Boval. Boval, that's the name. Oh yeah, it's a cool place. I want to yeah. go there. I want to go to a lot of places. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, um, yeah, yeah, it does kind of make sense. And obviously, with the issue of proboscis monkeys having a very specific diet, Bronx ended up having to send their last two. In, the in the most recent holder outside of Singapore is Oppenhoyle, I guess. Oppenhoyle might have been the most recent. In the Netherlands, they had him till I can check right here now. I want to say 2013, 2014. I want to say 2012-ish. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, like those obviously make sense. But then you have the issue of sun bears versus sloth bears. See, yes. um, the issue with sun bears is, of course, like they, um, the AZA goofed in terms of. I'm, I'm going into. Oh, 2015. Um, yeah. The AZA kind of goofed in terms of hybridizing certain populations and then, like, putting other viable breeders on contraception. And then, when all hope was lost in terms of breeding sun bears, they decided to phase them out. That's all fine and good in terms of. Um, in terms of that. And then so you get into the sloth bear territory, the, phase, the species they're trying to phase in. They decide to hybridize that species as well. Yeah. Or not, well, I guess hybridizes. Especially in terms of, like, um, so you got Sri Lankan sloth bear, you got the mainland sloth bear and stuff like that. All that stuff is just being hybridized to, to no end. And this is the same organization that got away with breeding a bunch of hybridized giraffes and hybridized orangutans, which... If a Bornean and Sumatran orangutan were to breed and they had an offspring, that offspring is infertile for life. So you're stuck no, with a bunch not, of... Not in, they're not infertile, I don't believe, but they, they have no uh, conservation value. Yeah, exactly. Which is basically infertile. Yeah, that's uh, that's basically what I'm saying. So, yeah. who are, like, genuine... I'm, I'm sure there are, like, a ton of experts um, who... Like, uh, I'm sure there are a ton of, like, genuine experts who are, like, toiling on about this discussion on a day-to-day -day basis. But at the same time, like, who are you to decide whether or not a species is conservation value? The IUCN has a genuine concern in doing so. Like, the IUCN is the top authority in doing so. Like, trust the IUCN. Plus, sun bears have a really, really fascinating story with, like, bear bile and such. Sun bears and Asiatic black bears and such are taken from the wild and they're bile is extracted from their gallbladder and such for traditional Chinese medicine. That's an amazing conservation story to tell, and you're gonna squander it? Like, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna make a joke about the Chinese there, but probably shouldn't. Yeah, I, I would st I would <laughs> stray away from that in all honesty. Okay, I guess while we're on, while you, you mentioned orangutan breeding briefly. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we can jump over to that. What's, how's your guys' stance on Tapanuli orangutans? Tapanuli orangutans? Yeah, so for those that don't know, the Tapanuli orangutan uh, was, was, is a proposed sub, no, species of orangutan uh, found in, I believe, northern Sumatra? Am I right there? Yeah. Yes. 
Um, and I I don't have a specific link to the uh, to the study right now, but they're basically genetically indistinguishable from regular old uh, Sumatran orangutans, and also they look identical and are found on the same island. Yeah. So Which... it's one of the cases of just stupid subspecies or stupid species even not even yeah not yeah even subspecies i mean honestly my argument is that like with um if it's virtually indistinguishable species wise then what's the point of calling it a new species you could call it an isolated population in which case the, like the, yeah i guess the biggest or the best examples of that would be brown bears mm-hmm like ABC Island bears versus like typical brown bears. The only reason the ABC Island bear exists though is because uh, genetically they are different enough. Um, mm-hmm. But something like Kodiak versus grizzly, it makes literally no sense. Because they live in the same place, they look the same, they're the same size, and they breed in the wild. Yeah. I think Why? my my biggest issue is just like with um, animal scientists. How are they able to distinguish between 11,800 species of ants? Like, that I that I honestly don't get. I'm bringing up um, a video from Great Andrew, which might, might be a bit of a dicey topic because, whoopsies on the Vax video, but anyways. Um, he, he had a joke video, obviously, about animal scientists, but he brought up, like, a couple good points, like how scientists are able to distinguish between, like, 11,800 species of ants. And it's just like, yeah. like when you were talking about the species diversity with the orangutan and such, I was sort of thinking of that and how it would be relevant to this. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Leaf, you got anything to say on the matter? Not that I know of. I, 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 I you'll have something about uh, brown bear. Not really. Have you, you, have you been to Bronx? I haven't. No. Well. Oh. Wait, no, I have. What, I'm go? thinking of Central Park. No, I went, like, a couple years ago. I think uh, three, did they get four? the ABC Island Bear? Yeah, they have three ABC Island Bears that they were actually planning on sending to Central Park once uh, Betty they and get Veronica em? died. When did they get them? Uh, a couple years ago. So you believe would have seen them, basically? Yeah. Hmm. Alright. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm... If you saw, like, three active uh, brown bears running around, then chances are it's, it's, it's those guys. I don't remember any bears, I'm gonna be completely honest. I remember a monorail, and that was it. Yeah. Was it was nice. Alright. Uh, I, I like my theming in zoos more than anything else, so it was kind of yeah. just a trek through the woods at that rate. But Yeah, Nick, uh, Nick hailed, um, like, the Bronxley brown bear enclosure is like the best there was and for those who don't know what the brown brown bear enclosure looks like it's like this giant mountain with like with like a bunch of uh, foliage and such originally it was just like your typical concrete um, bear exhibit and then they decided to theme it around an alaskan meadow so they drilled through the concrete added soil added grass i think the best way to explain how that enclosure looks if you don't want to google it is the bear grotto cut off the sides keep the back but make it look like literally just a big rock and then let the bears go on to said big rock that's pretty much how it looks yeah that's that's basically the short end of the stick and on the lower end there was uh 
a sad little polar bear pit for Tundra, who died and got replaced with wolves. The polar bear went named Tundra? Yeah. Our original. So, I don't know if you know anything about the Tundra. I feel like there was some news on the last flower gorilla in Antwerp recently. I, I oh, think. Eastern Lowland Gorilla? Yeah, what about yes. her? I, I just feel like there was something new about her. I don't recall reading anything maybe, about her. Maybe I just saw some post in some Facebook group about it. But... Yeah, you might have seen that in all honesty. Yeah, okay. Uh, for those that don't know... Uh, right now in captivity, there's really only one species of gorilla, or subspecies and or subspecies, which is the western lowland. Um, but uh, Antwerpen Zoo in Belgium has, or they're down to rather, their last growler gorilla, which is named Eastern Lowland. And they look different and they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know, should, do you have anything on that? We should have Sid here, our Belgian buddy. He goes to Texas. Yeah, we should. Like uh, next time we go, um, next time we can talk about like the history of zoos and whatnot, or like the history of like zoological exhibitry, and then we can have Sid yeah. on. We can have Ooh, I'm gonna uh, some other people on as well. Ooh, uh, we um, even we probably, uh, even could, could also be a veritable guest. Yeah, we should probably talk about that. Our goal with this, or at least my idea, uh, we haven't talked. We haven't actually talked much about it. Is to have you know guests on talk about various things and to just rant and let people listen to it if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I know I mentioned earlier that I mean, San, what what were you studying right now again? Uh. Oh, in terms of my college major, or, or in terms yeah, of my yeah college major. I'm currently in environmental studies right now, and I'm thinking of going into of adding communications to that to that list. Yeah. Alright, so I guess Leaf has finished his studies and he's old. Yes, I'm out there in the wild. Yeah. Have you found any cool monkeys yet? No, just every time I look in a mirror I see one. That's about it. All yeah. Right, so I guess I'm the only one here really striving, at least for now, to become a zookeeper. Yeah. I'm also the youngest here. I think we're all three years apart, actually. Yeah. I mean, I'm 20. Uh, cross, I'm 17. I'm 17. Yeah. And then Leaf is 23. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. We're all three years apart. How cute, guys. Yeah. A, tri uh, a trio three years apart. Yeah. Um, so the next point on the list is actually the requirements for zookeeping. Okay. Uh, it varies a lot between countries and uh, the goal of this point would be like, what do we think? Like, do we think uh, it's too hard to be a zookeeper? It's too easy or whatever? I mean, honestly, I don't know too much about the situation to comment, but I will say, like, based on what I, I studied in my about. animal science class, like, and in terms of, like, um, anim actual animal husbandry, you need to be able to recognize if an animal is feeling lethargic or if an animal is uh quality of life is diminishing rapidly so that's i've i've heard many instances of um people describing zookeeping as like glorified shit shoveling which like which in some aspects is. of it yeah it makes sense but in, Take uh, it from in other aspects that's what it is yeah glorified shit shoveling <laughs> yeah but at um, the same time like i don't think you it, need five years of there's, knowledge for that. <laughs> yeah you don't need five years of college 
for that, but you do I'd need say five, five years, years of experience. Five years of experience, yeah, for that. But I will say, would be five, five years. You definitely need five years too. of experience for, or five years of knowledge for, like just general knowledge about animals, as well as like figuring out how an animal should function or an animal behaves. Because zookeepers don't just don't just like take care of the animals. They're also they also um, like present the animals to the general public. They can also act as educators. And I've seen like keeper talks and such where they talk about like the ecology behind the animal or how important an animal is to an ecosystem, like elephants yeah. being a keystone species, for instance, or yeah, giant pandas not, being an umbrella species. There's not much I enjoy more than listening to zookeeper just go like rant. Oh, nice voice crack there. Just rants about uh, the animal that they care for. <laughs> I'm not sure if you, Luke, you have anything on that. Do they even do any keeper talks at Roger Williams? Not, I mean, I'm sure they do at some points, but every single time, every single time I go, I don't really see anyone giving presentations or anything like that. I'm not sure if I just oh. go when they're not doing it, ironically, or if they. Just what about the elephant baths? Yeah, I saw that. Um, I saw them. Well, I wasn't actually there for an elephant bath. I think Nick actually showed me that one time, like on stream, but. Every like, I saw them feed the elephants hay, if that counts, and they were just walking them across the exhibit, and everyone was gathering. But that's about all the extent that I see. I really like my own like. I'm not gonna say that not talking to keepers is a good thing, but my personal way of going about like uh, my zoo visits is I like to be alone. I like to look at the animals. Yeah. I like to go at my own pace, and that's it. Like that sounds about that right. Too. Once I've finished work, I like to just. Uh, that depends on if I if I can make the bus or if I have to wait fifteen minutes <laughs> or whatever for the bus. And if I if I have to wait, uh, say more than ten minutes to wait, I will usually you know, put on my headphones, put on a, a podcast or some music, and then just walk around. I like it. Uh, sounds idyllic in all honesty. It really is. That's what I did because uh, I I'll recently got a new camera mm-hmm. um and the first time i took it out to test drive it i guess uh i walked around just for three and a half hours at the zoo just listening to podcasts and taking some pictures that was nice. really fun uh, did you go to see the polar bears underwater mm, no we did do that one time over discord though when i was there and i streamed it and taking lots of photos i'm not sure if you were if you were there for that yeah, polar bears being underwater, I've always had, like, ever since, um, I think the last time I saw a polar bear underwater was when I was very little, and of course, like, Wilhelm, the polar bear at the North Carolina Zoo, he was, he was a habitual swimmer, he loved to just be in his pool all the time, and since seeing him, I don't think I've ever seen a polar bear in the water, like, actually underwater behind the glass. Right now, uh... We, I should probably mention, I work at Albo Zoo in, in Denmark. That's A-A-L-B-O-R-G, Zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, right now we have, I should really know this, but I don't. I think we have three polar bears. Uh, two young-ish, not really cubs, but kind of. Uh, and then their moms. I'm not sure where their dad is right now, but not here. Um, yeah, they are pretty much always in the water, just playing, hiding in 
like play fighting of course so I do get to see that a lot but uh, we, we kind of went off topic of the whole uh, sushi king thing I was gonna say I don't really know how much about how it is in in America in terms of the requirements for becoming a zookeeper there I know Gil one of our friends uh, is gonna go into that here very soon but uh, he explained it to me and I, I don't remember I'm, I'm sorry uh, but it was something like a, a year and a half two years ish just for regular college which is just classes and then the rest is Experience camp classes, something like that. I yeah, that know. sounds about right. Uh, but yeah, the compare it to what it is, what it's gonna be for me here in Denmark, it's gonna be like five months of classes, which is gonna be mainly like uh, animal behavioral studies, uh, and then four and a half years of experience, which is just working. And then after that, another year working at a zoo. So five and a, so nice. almost almost six years. Yeah, nice. I like that. Which ironically is longer than it is in America. <laughs> but it's mainly working again, so you're already pretty much done with your education once you start working. At least in my opinion. Um. Yeah. So the last. I guess we're we're hitting almost like yeah, thirty-five-ish minutes right now. Um, yeah. Which I guess once we get a, a footing, I guess we can have like if anyone has some some topics they would like us to bring up, or if there are some big news uh, in terms of zoos around the world when on the particular week that we decide to record. Uh, this week has been boring for zoos. <laughs> Haven't really been any big news. Yeah. Um, besides, someone someone got shot at San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Um, that's fun. That's, that's always that's fun. fun. Guns are sick. I know, right? <laughs> There's not. I couldn't. I really did try to find something on it, but basically, what I can tell right now, which is just a news article, someone got shot accidentally or something while arguing with their girlfriend. In, oh my. in the parking lot of San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Good grief. <laughs> good, yeah, goodness. Um, but yeah, I guess we can start kind of rounding it up here. Mm -hmm. um, not much other than that, I suppose. I mean, so so far, like, um, this is actually this has actually been a blast to just kind of like, you know, just be re just be relaxed about the whole situation and just. Talk, um, talk and just learn about stuff, uh, learn about different perspectives and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. really enjoyed it. It was good fun. Once we, you know, like I said, get a bit a better footing, I guess, and maybe have some, some guests on and whatnot, <laughs> and have proper, uh, what's the word, a, a proper direction for the episodes, <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be be a fun ride heck yeah oh yeah definitely so yeah that's been it for the first episode of or episode zero sorry of the zoo mud <laughs> podcast wow can't wait to see you guys wow. in the next one yeah yeah we're Same not here. Say the next week next month next 
year. Maybe we'll never see each other again. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But yes, you can follow all of us on our Twitter, YouTube, whatever. On our socials, um, and when I finally when I finally start my um, start like uploading Planet Zoo videos and such, yes. I am, I'm gonna I'm gonna link um, stuff. And you, yeah, you'll okay. find you'll find me on like the Planet Zoo server for Discord or Ronation or uh, Beyond uh, Beyond um, TV server. Like I'm rarely on there, but when I'm on, I will usually like post a screenshot or two. Yes. So I will link all of our socials in on YouTube. It'll be in the description. I think I can link stuff if you're listening to this on Podbean for some reason. And then if you're if you're listening on Spotify, go to YouTube or just go to Twitter and search up our names, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, we have been the three of us, and we'll we'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 This is this is a blast. <laughs>